What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of No Reserves Radio. I'm your host, Angelo, and today we're going to be doing, because it's Christmas, we're going to be doing both our fantasy and our regular football show in one episode. So if it seems jumbled, that's why. Alex, how was your week? Hey, how's it going, guys? I mean, fine week, fine week, fine week of football, which I didn't get to see a whole lot. I watched parts of it. I missed most of the early Sunday games. I've been catching up on those. Um, and fantasy football, I mean, the two leagues that I care the most, wins, baby. So I actually, the Browns-Bears game got blacked out for me, and I was never so happy to have a game blacked out before. <laughs> which, which games did you get? I only got the Cardinals 49ers. Oh, okay. Well, you got you got to see points. At I least. got to see Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, that's what I got to see. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so I went to Indiana the last week. I actually just got back, and um, I cannot believe this. So. This is how much wrestling influences my family. We went to a steakhouse, okay? Okay. And um, my sister did the reservation. So when they went to call the reservation, my dad goes up to the hostess. This poor, this poor, you know what? We're just going to make this an expletive. This is the Christmas show. Congratulations. This poor fucking hostess. Um. He requested, do you want to hear this? He requested, so like when you go to to a restaurant and you, there's a queue, they'll be like, you know, Alex, table of six, you know, stuff like yes. that. They'll call your name and whatever your party number is. So yes. <laughs> my dad requested this, this poor hostess say tribal chief party of six. <laughs> I, I can't take them anywhere, dude. Like, oh my god! And this was a nice restaurant. This wasn't like this wasn't like some local. This was a nice restaurant. He did this in. I was just like, I can't, I can't believe this shit. I cannot believe this shit. Uh, oh my god! I, I just, I, I just imagine the scenes. I just envision like if I if we ever get canceled, it'll be because my dad does some shit like that. Where you know he because because I'm white I'm white as fuck so it's gonna be some some white white guy tries to call himself a tribal shit I'm just like oh my god no 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 oh oh my god I can only imagine your cringe level <laughs> looking at that so I I apologize I I was like don't say that I'm so sorry I apologize to the fucking hostess I I can't. Uh. Uh, she's like, no, it's just not good. Like, give him a break. <laughs> I knew that. That's not the only thing that that referenced the tribal chief. So, um, my my fucking brother in law had. So we went golfing after my stepsister did her thing. We went golfing, okay. And he did it put well. Just huh? regarding your sister, did yeah, it yeah, went she's, well? She's fine. Okay. She's fine. I'm not trying to put her Perfect. business out there. I'm just she's fine. Yeah. But Perfect. um. Uh, we we got two golf carts, and my my freaking brother in law put a uh, portable speaker. He mounted it, or he he mounted it somehow to the golf cart, and he had 
the fucking AI text to speech, like announce each of us as we're at the T box. And for my dad, he put, you know, now entering the T box, your tribal chief. And then my dad's, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> at a golf course, dude. At a golf course. This was my week. This was my week. Oh my God. <laughs> This was my week. I I just and just some some random guy being introduced. Or some the random tribal chief. Some random <laughs> some random old white guy. Like oh man, dude. Oh. So anyway, <laughs> that was my week. Um, I slept for twelve hours yesterday because I was I was exhausted from all the travel. Um, something I learned. So, like, apparently overseas, the amount of travel time that you consider a long trip is different from whether whether you're from Europe or whether from, you're from the U.S. So, like, what is a six-hour drive to you? Yeah, um, that's that's, like, I don't think, unless I go, like, from the north, like, the utmost north of the country... To the utmost south of the country, that might be six hours, and we feel like that's a pretty big drive. That's one. State Other than that, like, to me. yeah, like usually, for example, um, my city is pretty in the middle of Portugal. So if I go basically, if I go to the north uh, to Porto, which is one of the bigger cities in the in the in the country. It's usually a three-hour drive, and it's considered quite long mm-hmm. for our standards. And it, the same thing if we go if we go downwards to to Algarve, where the, all the beaches are at, where people mostly go during the summer, especially tourists. That's usually a two two and a half three-hour drive, most likely. So yeah, like six hours. It's probably like from the very top of the country to the very bottom. And would be considered quite quite long, yeah. But you guys seem to do it like fairly okay-ish. It's like, oh, it's a six-hour drive, yeah, okay, yeah. whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we really do not operate like that. I mean, six hours took me to get like from where I'm at, yeah, uh, to Spain when I went down to Sevilla, mm. Seville for you guys. Um, I believe that was roughly what it took me. Perhaps even a little, little bit less, like five and five and a half, something like that. Five, five and a half. So yeah, and that's like from one country to another. Okay. Yeah, you guys seem seem to operate like I always get that response because when I see like the differences in terms of traveling and the miles or kilometers that one takes to make such trip. It's always like, yeah, but for Americans, that's like an okay drive because it's like one state to another. And I'm like, what? And then I hear some people like, oh, yeah, I just have to go like two or three states. It's just two or three states drive. And I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, that's what? (laughs) Like 12 hours? From 12 hours, I go from like here to France, for example. So and that's like I go through a whole another country. So I go so, from my country, I have to cross Spain, and then I reach France. So here's a question because I have uh, coworkers who normally do like, like um, the main manager in my store drives an hour every day just to get to work. You guys don't do things like that. 
Uh, not driving per se. I would say that most people would do that, but it's like by train. So whenever I go to the office, yeah, whenever I go to the office, um, I can take the train, which I usually do, uh, like 99% of the time, or I can go by car. It's roughly an hour, each, whichever way we go. Um, and it's like from a from a city down in the center to the the capital, so an hour trip is usually okay for work, I guess. But it's still like a bit of a push for us. We don't like for for my example, I would much rather just stay at home, and I dread the one the one day that I go to the office because of the trips, because it's like it's one hour to go, it's one hour to come back, and then it's roughly what like. 30 minutes in like subways and other like other public transportations so yeah like one hour is usually doable but it's usually by train and you seem to be surprised by that yeah no there there is no there's no like trains that do that there not where i'm from uh that it's it's more of a big city thing like when i go to cleveland there's a uh transit to get around the city but mm. like if i wanted to take a train from where i am to cleveland i couldn't okay okay so yeah i have to go from like where i'm currently at to the bigger city but it's like 10 minutes by drive driving by car so for uh, you guys it's probably like your distance from work or something like that but it's to go to yeah. the city which has the the train station and but you can basically make like from the north of the country to the south of the country by train with relative ease really yeah huh then it's probably roughly four and a half hours if you take the like the faster train it's four and a half hours roughly wow yeah and it's much cheaper though yeah, no, train tickets aren't that expensive, even yeah. here. Huh. You, you guys guess. You, you tend to really, like, be annoyed at the price, especially. But if I'm not mistaken, we have had this talk before uh, uh, in the chat. And it seems like the prices here are even much higher than you guys. Uh, oh, yeah, no. How they much don't do even, you usually have? Compare. Yeah, because you guys are by gallon, and your one gallon it's like four liters almost. Yeah, exactly. So you usually it's what there by gallon. Around two three dollars. Okay, for gasoline, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So that's that. Like us for one liter, which is roughly a quarter of a gallon, it's around a dollar seventy. So by gallon, that would put you at almost what? Almost uh, eight dollars. Eight, eight bucks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, dude. No. Yeah, and if you if you compare like the are your tank, the money that you usually get, are your wages, tank sizes smaller then? I don't think so. Like for so, example, my car is is not that big. And it takes around what forty liters, if I'm not mistaken. Bro, you have a similar tank to me. Oh hell no! Oh hell no! No 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 no! 
Yeah, I'm not. No. I'm, no, and, no, I'm not paying. I'm not paying eight dollars a gallon. Nah, get, get yeah. out of here with that. So yeah, come come to Portugal then. Come to Portugal. <laughs> yeah, like and especially when you compare the wages, it's nuts. It's like way too crazy. No, if I'm not like, mistaken, don't you guys wages. have things like healthcare and? Uh, Education paid for? Um, yes. Uh, education, it's like it's not totally paid for as of yet, like college. Uh, it's not totally paid for yet, but it's it's much cheaper than you guys. For example, my course, my bachelor's degree, I guess that's the equivalent. And what? Uh, I spent roughly... 3k on it there's some... probably much less like the full wait for a whole like semester no 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 for the full three to four years what yeah there's books here that cost more than that yeah and it, if and it's because like when i started like the year costed roughly 1k a year uh, now that my sister is in it and she's like studying to be a lawyer, mm. it's it's less than six hundred euros a year. That's so fucking crazy. So that's what, yeah, that would put it at roughly two point four k for the the whole bachelor's degree. <laughs> oh my god! Then you have like the books, or I don't know. She spends roughly what. It's less than 200 euros on it. You gotta be kidding me. And like, yeah. So there's some benefits to it. Uh, of course, when you go to the private schools, it's it's much higher. But in the public schools, yeah, it's it's lower than, yeah, the, the healthcare is also free for the most part. Um, but uh, it has been degrading quite a bit as of late. So the like longer waits, hospitals closing down doors because we don't have the medics, uh, the doctors, I guess. So yeah, like it's not a lot of roses. There's a few good things. There's a lot of bad things as well. Um, but yeah, <laughs> if you want to study, come to Portugal. You just have to pay eight euros a gallon. That's crazy. <laughs> But like, yeah, then, then you look at the wages, for example, and it's like our minimal wage is roughly 750 euros a month. That's like an hour, you mean? All things included. What? No, no, uh, 750. That's oh, okay, 750. Okay. Yeah. Like a month. I make Which that. Which I would. I, I don't make you I don't think it. I make that much, but I make that in a paycheck. I make more than that in a paycheck. Okay. Yeah. So in a paycheck and I'm guessing you get it by like week or something? Two weeks. Two weeks. Okay, yeah. So it's like I would say that roughly eighty percent of the people live on the minimal wage here. And it's like then you compare the the, the, the prices of houses. And it's like you're looking, if you're looking at like the capital, you're looking a what, a one or two bedroom apartment. You are never spending less than 900 to 1K a month. 
so when you when you compare to the to the 750 that people make a month 80% of the people make a month then you're like how are people living <laughs> but yeah so it's, it's do a you big also right now. so is this also a thing do you also have a bunch of people who work two jobs to, to make a living uh some some do but most of them do it like uh, part times, so they have two part times because then you get most most companies here pay the um, the meal allowance that you get, uh, like when you work. I'm not sure how that is called in, in English. It's like, uh, how do you call it? Like, don't you get money to get like lunch, for example, no. uh, in the work? No, you don't get anything like that. No, you have so to... you just get paid by the hour. Yes. You have no other benefits where I work. No, you know, you have to work at like McDonald's or like a restaurant to get that kind of benefit. Oh, okay. So yeah, here you have, and this is included in the 750, by the way, the 750 that you get here, people get other than the wage, they have a few other benefits. Like they get an extra month of pay in Christmas. They get an extra month of what? pay. Uh, yeah. And the summer, so it, you're basically paid paid like fourteen times seven fifty, if you're getting the the minimal wage, and then you get um like every single day if you work more than or eight hours is it I think it's six or eight, uh then the company is is demanded by law to pay you, I think it's like seven euros a top, a max of seven euros. A day. No, it's like no. a lunch supplement, I guess. Oh, time out, time out, time out, time out, time out, yeah. time out, time out. So you're telling me you guys get fucking overtime the day you work over, not the week? Uh, no, no. You get like, it's it's like you get. Let's say I work in a company that does this. So I would get the seven euros a day, but it's not given to me every single day. It's like I work twenty two times, uh, twenty two days during that month. Then in my in my paycheck, it comes twenty because most people here get get uh, the paycheck every single month, not like weeks. Oh. So then it's like when it comes uh, the monthly payment, then it's like your your wage and then the other oh. supplements. Okay, okay, okay. That makes <laughs> yeah. more sense. But yeah, I didn't know that you guys didn't have that. What we didn't have where we you like every the company. Whole yeah. No, yeah. No, that's that's not that's not something that's common around my area. Oh, okay. I'm sure it exists. Well, no, I know it exists because I've talked to people who work at McDonald's who say that there's something similar to that, but like it's not a common thing for at least here. Now that you're talking about McDonald's, your uh, the McDonald's doesn't actually give you that. They give you that in sort of like food from mean? the company. Yes. So that's yeah, what I was referring don't... to. Okay. Yeah. No. People. Wait. Here, you can get whatever get the money. fuck you want. Yeah, you get money for it. You get like it's like the seven euros, and the it's like fuck? it comes. Some people even pay it. Some companies even pay it in like a card that you can use on like supermarkets, for example. But you can only use it there, there. But you get more usually. Uh, for example, if you get it in your regular paycheck, uh, you have a certain limit that you can get until you get taxed. 
you're not taxed. Let's say like the limit is five. If you get over five, you're taxed on everything over five. While if you get it on the card, then it's like you're only taxed after like eight, for example. If you get more than eight euros, everything over eight euros is taxed. So some companies, because not they have some other like fiscal benefits if they do this, they pay you by card. So, but you can only use the card in like um, supermarkets. Then some supermarkets have um, gas bombs here, so you can you can use it to fill out your tank in some of them. But yeah, that's that's a thing that occurs. But yeah, you get the money. You don't get like the only places that do that. I believe it's McDonald's and the other fast food fast food joints. But usually you get the money. That's insane, dude. Like, I've gotten a meal card before, like, when I've traveled, but it's not, like, a normal everyday occurrence. Like, that's just that's just a normal thing? Yeah, this, this is just a normal thing if you go to work. Oh, my God. So, like, for example, I only go to the office once a week, so that's four times a month. I still get those, those benefits. How, uh, I'm asking how the fuck do you guys not live then? You're telling me you're telling me your fucking food on lunch is paid for, your schooling is cheap as fuck, and you get free met like, and you get I mean, like these other different incentives like bonus, dude. Okay, because I'd then be, it's I'd like, be just fine. Like holy shit, dude! Like, but then it's like when you're making like seven fifty, right? You're making yeah. seven hundred fifty, but that's what everything include. So those seven fifty is like after you you make your social security security discounts or no maybe it's even before that if I'm not mistaken yeah that's before the social security um, discounts which is something else in your country probably it's not called this uh, what yeah it's like and maybe you don't have it because this is a thing that it's like. It's where you, every single week, uh, every single month, you, like, get taxed roughly, I believe it's 11% of your salary, and it goes yes, to, it goes okay. To security, yeah. And yeah, you get security. that, And you exactly. can only pull that after you're, like, 60 or 65, here at least. Yeah, that's, that's exactly it, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, it's, like, those 750, I believe it's pre-that, so then you have to take out... 11% of that, which makes it roughly seven, uh, six, 675, probably, 675. And then it's like you have to pay for houses. If you live in the capital, that's roughly 1K. So you have to split houses. You're never, like, fully independent. Most people, like, I believe the age in which they get out of their parents' house here, uh, it's roughly 30-something, 30 33, if I'm not mistaken, the, the median is 33 so then it's like then it's the house it's just that but then you have the bills you have the groceries like groceries groceries are not uh, at an all-time high so when you look at for example uh five liters of olive oil for example any idea how, how that how much that costs here like if you had to take a guess how much is it in the u.s for example I was actually trying to think of that. Um, if I had to guess, probably around eleven bucks. Um, so <laughs> it depends on the brand, but for example, one regular one uh, that is usually sold in most places, 
you're never spending under 30 euros. Really? On five liters of olive oil. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. It's like groceries here are on an all-time high. So then it's like you go to the groceries for a month, you're spending like roughly 100 euros. And then when you start to add up things, it's like, okay, just for a living, like, yeah, like school is cheap and all of that. But then it's like 80% of the people still make the minimal wage. And uh, like the median isn't that much higher. So it means that like the amount of people getting the minimal wage is just such a big amount and then like the other 20% it's not even that the other 20% make a lot it's just that they make for for example like they make i don't know roughly like 1k after taxes and all of that that's like well, you don't have billionaires that... there uh we have some but it's like very few and i'm not even sure if it's billionaires here or if it's like we have roughly what 8 million people living in portugal mm -hmm. so there's not a whole lot. I'm guessing there's a few. There's, of course, guys with big companies, especially the supermarkets. There's a few guys that have, have made big bucks on it. But it's like most most people live on the minimal wage. And it's, it's very rough to make ends meet mm -hmm. with that. Like, because yeah. it's, yeah. it's, groceries are just so expensive. Then the gas is expensive. Then it's like, Yes, you can take trains, but then if you're like on the smaller areas, then everything is is further away. For example, here I I could not live without a car, uh, even with the the public transportation because I don't have easy access easy access to like subways. Subways only exist in like the big capitals, so it's only in Lisbon and it's only in Porto. You don't have anything else like that. You have buses, but buses in the small towns are usually like pretty limited in terms of time for example here which is a small village in which i which i live in it's like you have trains to take you to the you have like buses to take you to the city but it, they only come like i don't know four times a day and it's like three of them are super early and then one is in the afternoon so it's very limited everything is very limited here it's not super well developed which is kind of ashamed with the amount of money that we've give, we've been given in the last few few years from the European funds. But yeah, some things are good. I would say that most things aren't great here. And when you leave here, you sort of start to realize that. Well, that's a somber way to start the episode. <laughs> it's like we just spent half an hour talking about politics, politics from like overseas and like cost of living overseas and like comparing two countries. So that's fun. That was fun. that was a thing. So, is there any football games you want to talk about? <laughs> I guess we can start by the injuries. No, um, sure. There were a few, uh, and I had them in my mind before we went off on this whole rant. Jamar well, one Chase of them, yeah, Jamar Chase is one. He has a separated shoulder, which, like, when you think about a separated shoulder, at least I did, it's like, oh, we out for the year. And then I read, and it's like, oh, this is best case scenario. Maybe he doesn't even miss a game. And I'm like, what? What? 
Dude doesn't have a shoulder, and it's like he's probably not even gonna miss a day because it's day to There's day. no way. And it's like apparently Keenan Allen played with a separated shoulder for quite a while, I've learned. And it's like that seems impossible. Does seem but impossible. Apparently it isn't. Uh but yeah, um big injury if he does miss a few games. They did win the game, your Cincinnati Bengals, so they're still alive to make the playoffs. With Jake Browning under center. Jake Browning continues to have 300 yard gains. It's, it's, it's fucking ridiculous, dude. Yeah, and it's like he really turned into Joe Burrow there in the end. Like he played he pretty well in the end. He was looking rough. Two touchdowns. It's, it's like... Yes. Was looking rough, but he managed that, that second one. That was a beauty of a touchdown. I'm sure you saw it. This was all over my timeline. But it was a beauty of a touchdown. The one in which he caught it and was going backwards because the defender was pulling on him. And he manages, he manages to like overextend his arm while he's falling. So like when his back is turned to the pylon, he manages to like just get that ball over. That was a pretty touchdown. T. Higgins is just so good at contested catching. It's it's ridiculous, honestly. It's ridiculous yeah. that we have both Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. It's kind of a cheat code. Yeah, for sure. Then in the game that happened prior to all of that on Thursday Night Football, uh, Brandon Staley was fired finally. Thank the Lord! Yes! <laughs> my second my second team, apparently, the Chargers can stop hurting me. Brandon Staley um... is no more! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I got this uh, sent to me by someone, and it, I, I wanted your take on this before I okay. give my opinion. Okay. And it's like some person who tweeted this game, like the result of this game and the whole outcome that came out of it and the firing of Staley. And it's like, this shows that Herbert is a much better QB than Burrow. Because when Herbert oh. went down... Like, this is what you get. Like, an absolute shit show. And when Burrow went down, Browning is holding the reins. And it's it's getting wins. And, like, what is your take on that? Does that prove anything for you? Bullshit, dude. Get, get out of here with that. So, I think if this proves anything, it's that the Cincinnati Bengals are a better run team Top to bottom, which is crazy to say, considering our owner is freaking Mike Brown. But regardless, regardless of that, I think it's a better team and it's better run. Like that's that's just it. Yeah, I think I think that's just that. I also thought it was an nine take, to be honest, because like, yeah, I'm sure that if Burrow played, he wouldn't have allowed 63 points being scored. I'm sure. If Herbert would have played, my bad. I'm sure he wouldn't have allowed 63 points. Yeah, maybe he wouldn't have fumbled the ball away as much as the team did, but it's like, it's a team thing. It's not... I don't think they would have scored... I don't think they would have scored 63 points, but I think that's more because of, like, Herbert has longer possessions because he knows he can't, like, just give the ball back to the defense. (laughs) But it's like... Fumbling one. Well, the The main issue was the fumbles because, uh, like in the first half, they had at least I believe I want to say that they had four fumbles. Three of them were lost. So I think here's, one of them was by instant mistake. 
Yeah. Here's my gripe though. How how do you have Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, Derwin James? How do you have all these people and you can't make a cohesive defense? Coaching sucks, dude. Yeah. He was a fraud. He was touted as he came from the Los Angeles Rams as a defensive coordinator. He was touted as this defensive mastermind that would come in and like just improve that defense. Then he comes in and it's like the excuses are that it, that it's not his personnel. Then he gets like the pick and choosing of everything in his personnel. Like he builds this defense all by himself. They, they I don't spend... think the personnel's that bad. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then they like they spend more money than they have because next year they're like over 20 million over the cap. And this is a roster that is probably going to finish with five wins. So this is a five and 12 roster. Which will be like over twenty million over the cap. I think it's twenty, but I've heard forty as well. But it's it's something over that. It's like it's quite a bit over the cap, and you have like just aging players. It's like Bozo can never stay healthy. It's like Khalil Mack, who's like thirty something. It's Derwin James, who hasn't been playing that well this year. It's like it's a whole bunch of guys who like are not really in a position to be there for quite that big, quite that amount of time. And, like, you manage to build this team, and it still sucks because you suck as a coach, man. And it's like, then the media asks you, is the issue the defense? And it's like, no, you just start blaming the offense and you start blaming your QB, who's the only thing that has been keeping you alive as the game showed, <laughs> that you lost by 63 the minute that he went out of the window. But it's with all this said, I still don't think this shows anything that one QB is better than the other. You gave up 63 to the fucking the Raiders. Raiders. To the Raiders. To, like, to the Aiden O'Connell run Raiders. How do you... Ah, get out of here I with mean, that. you have run a play so much that the opposing DB managed to read it just by the motion of Eckler. That is just the amount of you not adjusting this offense. And this is another thing, is that the lack of adjustment, like um, Zach Taylor, I mean, he managed to to adjust the offense to what Browning does a bit better than what Burrow does. And right. like he didn't adjust it a whole lot. And he has said that publicly that he wasn't going to adjust a whole lot because he trusts the QB. And I get that. But he has adjusted somewhat. Now you're running the same exact concepts with a QB. He was like not... Probably an doing. NFL QB. He know what he's yeah. Doing out there. yeah, like, like, bro, he's and not gonna. Like, he's just. Gonna, he's gonna run your place. He's not gonna be like, okay, we've done this before. Let's let's do a backside slant to get him off guard. Get out of here with that, and get out of here with this. We're a shittier team, so our quarterback is. But get out of here with that. Yeah, I like, think it's like on, an LT. Nothing, nothing to see there. Big L take. I can't believe uh, I'm saying this, but the, but the Bengals have some kind of stability right now. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I thought the season was done. I really did. I thought the season was done. There's no way we're making the play. Honestly, the, Burrow going down has given me more appreciation for Zach Taylor and, and just the way the Bengals team has been constructed and the way they're run overall. It's been great. It's yeah. been great. For sure. I agree. I think it's a stupid take, and it's like it's just the team building and the coaching. It's just so much better. Like if you switched places, uh, I think you would have like 
I don't think Herbert would play as well in, because he does have some deficiencies in his game. So I don't think he would play as well as Burrow in Cincinnati. I also don't think that Burrow would manage to elevate the Chargers as much. So I think they are what they are at QBs, and I think it's not because of the situation that you have anything, any sort of... If anything, I would say that you have a higher opinion on Herbert because of his adversities. Yes. Because we talked about this in, in a previous episode, that it's like, it's never on Herbert, so he gets all of the excuses. It's uh, And I've given excuses for Herbert as well, which I've, I've been giving them right now because of the coaching. But it's if you if you hear anything about him, it's never just him. Other QBs get a lot more blame than he does, and he gets a pass because of his coaching. So if anything, that helps him in that regard. Now I need to see more from him before I can say that he's better than a guy who went to the Super Bowl and went to like a division uh, a conference final. Like it's just not the same thing to me. <clears throat> no. Like, you see it in their matchups. Like, obviously, the defense is better. Our defense, you know, has held Patrick held Patrick Mahomes. And not just, like, this year's Patrick Mahomes. We held, like, MVP Patrick Mahomes to zero – well, not zero. Three points in two straight second halves. Like, obviously, that's not just Joe Burrow. But Joe Burrow does do things that warrant credit. And he did keep the Bengals in position and win those games. Herbert – yeah. I can see try the, tries to do that, but at the same time, like we won't know because of the everything else around him. Yeah. So I agree. Maybe maybe we do see next year. I'm not sure. Who do you think coaches this team next year? I'm I'm still all I'm still all Bill Belichick train. Bill Belichick yeah, is the I, Chargers head coach next season. That's my that's my team. I just can't see Spano spending that type of money, to be honest. He just comes across as a very wait cheap Wait a minute owner. now. Now, wait a minute now. You're telling me that these guys are willing to go $20 million in the hole in the cap to build a roster, but they're not willing to spend something? Get out of here. Well, yeah, but that's like... That's, I think that's a different thing, because you have, to send, you have to spend that money no matter what. And it's not like because you're 20 millions over. You're not obligated million. to spend 20 million dollars more than the yeah. budget. You are not, but that's a GM move, and that's why the GM went as well because the GM also got fired. Telesco, I believe it's yeah. Telesco or Telesco, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was also fired because this is a very badly built roster right now. So I think it's just different things. It's like you're having to pay a coach like Bill Belichick, so he won't be cheap. And the report has come out that the Patriots were not going to trade Bill Belichick, at least right now. They wouldn't do that. So apparently it's just paying money for him. And it's like if you're paying money for a coach who's he's going to be let go, apparently, and apparently that isn't, that isn't even finalized. But I don't see how he survives another year. So I just don't think so. An interesting name, but again, Spenos is a cheap, a cheap guy. So, but a, a much more interesting name would be Harbo. Jim do you, Harbo. Do you think he would leave Michigan? Really? I mean, I've seen reports. 
that he is sniffing around the NFL for another job. But I don't think he would be cheap, so I don't think that's so, Spanos. I'm about to say, I was about to say, you're saying that he's not willing to pay Bill Belichick, but he'll go he, after Jim Harbaugh? Yeah, I mean, I started this by, by saying that I don't think he would do it because he's a cheap guy. But, I mean, if you're spending money, I would much rather spend money on Harbaugh, who's going to be there longer, probably, due to age, than Bill. And then you have to give more control to Bill because I don't think that Bill would go from being the general manager and the head coach in New England to just be an head coach somewhere else. Hmm. That's fair. So, and I don't think he's that good of an uh, of a general manager. So you really think because of the way that things ended in San Francisco, Jim Harbaugh wouldn't want similar control? Uh. I don't think so, at least right now. I'm not sure if he would demand that sort of control. I think he would. I think after what happened in San Francisco, I would. But maybe he's a different kind of person. I don't know. It could be. I, I haven't thought about that, what happened in San Francisco. I I was just thinking of, like, age that he maybe wouldn't want to take take on all of those all of those positions, both the head coach and the general manager. So he would do just with the head coaching, and then he would have general Well, maybe he wouldn't GM, but he'd get to pick out who his GM is. Yeah, that could be, and that would create a weird dynamic, wouldn't it? It's like yeah. you sort of have to, to, to get ruled by the GM. Like, he builds you the roster, then it's you put him in that position, so he sort of feels obligated to give you some sort of control over it but, as well. So, yeah. yeah. So it's it's rough, but yeah, uh, probably isn't I, I, none of those, and it's like a random guy that he, he picks out of a out of somewhere in his family. Maybe it's his son. Maybe he gives it to his son, Spanos Junior. I think if anything, it's most likely going to be a uh, offensive minded coach because you know it seems like. He just he just hired a DC. It just bit him. I think it's going to be an offensive minded, and then someone who can work with Herbert because Herbert's going to have some kind of input. Unless the Chargers are really that inept, maybe they are. Maybe I'm not giving wouldn't the, the Chargers enough cre- a credit. What's up? It wouldn't shock me. It wouldn't shock me either. That's yeah. the sad part. But I could no. see I could see it being more of an offensive focused guy if it's not like a big name. Yeah, uh, I sort like every single head coaching position. I'll sort of just assume it's going to be Ben Johnson's because if he doesn't get a pick of a litter, I would be very surprised. But now it's waiting bef- between coaching Here, wanna, a guy like Herbert. You want a name? To an actual you want a name? Team. Yeah, you give it name? to me. Eric Bieniemy. Um, I'm never sure that he gets a job. You don't think so? Mm. I've heard at least this is like the conspiracy theory that's going on that because of his past in I college a bit, well I, I heard he was a bit of a dickhead behind the scenes and that's why people yeah give and, and that's that's something that happened in college as well his, back, mm-hmm. uh, his, his, his background in, in coaching while in, in college wasn't the best he would sort of allow things to go too far and he would just sort of like hide things from the um, the NCAA and all of that 
So he would be the type of coach that would do his players a solid, like his good players a solid. And a lot went behind the scenes that teams aren't comfortable with giving him the job. Mm -hmm. And now in Washington, like you've been, you have had some players like showing some, some like, I'm not, it's not discomfort. It's like, they're not happy <laughs> with the enemy. Like Rivera said that, for example, Terry McLaurin went to him um, and he questioned some of the, the enemy's calls and some of the, the enemy's decisions. Now, is that something that uh, then you can say, oh, maybe the players are soft and all of that. And some, some players have, have talked well about him. But it, it never seems like the guy who gets the job. It's the, the big Chargers, job. Though. It's the Chargers. Yeah, that's, <laughs> if anything, the ch that's the Chargers, yeah. It's the Chargers are going to charge her. That's, that's true. <laughs> so in uh, other news, another Ravens uh, running back towards ACL. That's just another one bites the dust. Yeah, Keaton Mitchell. Just explosive rookie. And there goes his ACL again. It look it didn't look good live as well. Like his leg just completely bent the other way while he was running. So you just sort of saw it coming. It was either that or it's one of those weird injuries where it's like, yeah, he's done for the year and maybe some some more. Or it's like an hyperextended knee and he's back like in a couple of weeks. It's like it's a really weird injury where it's looked like it looks like his leg is about to get turned into mush, and then sometimes it's just like, oh, it's an hyperextended leg, it'll be fine. It's like, oh, okay, but no, this one was really an ACL. Yeah, there it went. There it went. And another news that that popped out today: no more Mitchell Trubisky. If Kenny Pickett can go, if Pickett can go, it's gonna be Mason Rudolph. Because it's the Christmas season and we need the reindeers. And Red, no <laughs> Red Nose Rud 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 Oh my god, I wanted to make the joke. And it failed miserably. Red Nose uh, Rud <laughs> No, but it's like the reindeer has a name, doesn't it? And like, right now it doesn't. No, you're in Portugal, it has a different name. What? Yeah. And it's huh. like it's Rudolph. Rudolph, yeah, yeah, Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer. That's what I said. Anyway, uh -huh. <laughs> so yeah, he's Rudolph because <laughs> it's so, the Christmas season and he needs to get in. Yeah, sorry guys, that joke went a bit too much. <laughs> nah, you're good. <sighs> so are the Ravens just cursed at running back? Is is that it? Maybe, except for Gus Bus. I guess he did get hurt last week, but uh, last last year. Oh, we're talking about but the Steelers. Do you think the Steelers? Oh, the Steelers played the Bengals <laughs> this week. Yeah, with Rudolph at the helm, potentially. But uh, yeah, if Pickett can go, I believe Tomlin hasn't really said that if he's going to go or not. But yeah, it might be Rudolph. So, has the Steelers' offense to you looked better since Canada has been gone? It looks better. 
now it sort of looks yeah. like a bad team. <laughs> it's Those like guys. that's sort of what you expect from Trubisky and Rudolph. Those guys are just not good. Like I'm not like when I know that a guy like Mitch Trubisky will helm the offense, I'm not expecting a good offense. It's just like it is what it is. I mean, you could have said the same same thing about Jake Browning. Yeah, but I never really saw Jake Browning play, and I saw a whole lot of Mitch Trubisky, and Mitch Trubisky has always been sort of bad, except from that one year in which he looks passable. The year with the Bears? So, uh, I mean, he had plenty of years with the Bears, but the one in which he went to the playoffs, the one with the big defense. So oh, okay. he didn't have to do a whole lot, but at least he looked passable. Hmm. Ah, man. Yeah, Colts win, and I believe they are now tied for the division alongside Houston and Jacksonville. Did you expect what happened to the Jets happen, actually happened to the Jets? Getting blown out 30 nothing. <laughs> I didn't, but I also expected Zach Wilson to play more, and he didn't. But I don't think it would have made a whole lot of difference, to be honest. I mean, I saw a stat earlier today. And, yeah, I saw it. Here it is. Um, Zach Wilson, while he played, this was like with roughly 5 minutes and 27 seconds left in the clock in the first half. Uh, Connor, you uh, tweeted this. This is almost hard to believe. Jets QB, Zach Wilson, has been pressured on 80% of his dropbacks today. He's 4 of 11 for 26 yards. The Dolphins have four sacks, seven QBs. It's already still five minutes and 27 seconds left in the first half. So, yeah, like, just, that's just rough. I saw an image of the O-line trying to block, and it's like those four guys were trying to block themselves, the O-linemen, and then, like, the four D-linemen were just straight. That sales and like he was surrounded by four linemen. And it's like, what are we doing? Do you think the Jets would be this... stupid to like bring Aaron Rodgers back? Because apparently he's going to be cleared for next week, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah. So, what did I always tell you? Like, when he would be able to come back, then they would be out of the playoff race, and he would say, okay, no, I'm not coming back, but I could, but I'm not because there's no point. I think that's just what's going to happen. You like they that. are, they are not mathematically eliminated, but I uh, I think they have a very very small chance of making 0. it in. Now they are, yeah. So it's like, it's almost it's as good as being eliminated. Yeah, no, no. And like, I I wouldn't risk it. But now the thing is, because now you have a diva and the like a diva. You can think what you yeah in in Aaron Rodgers. Oh yeah. Like, we have a prima donna, and it's like, if he really pushes to play, do you let him play just so he doesn't get play? pissed off? Why would he push? I'm not play? sure. Aaron, Aaron, All he needs to do is watch tape of that offensive line play for like two possessions. <laughs> Aaron is Aaron, dude. <laughs> like, I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, the dude went to a dark retreat and stayed in the house, like completely in the darkness for what? Weeks. I don't know why you would want to play with watching that line. What was? Why would you want to go to a dark retreat for like two weeks or three? <laughs> like, 
he does what he wants just at this point. Make sense. It doesn't make sense. But as a coach, would you allow it though? It doesn't make sense. No. Yeah, I don't think it makes sense. But say say you you push that he doesn't play, but he really wants to play, and you can see that he's starting to get pissed off. Do you really just pull the plug and say you make the calls, or do you let him make the call? I mean, at this point, you're Robert Solid. I mean, he's going to complain to the owner yeah. anyway. You might as well just let him go out there and get hurt again. I guess I I don't know, like. <laughs> I'm hoping that he doesn't really push to play. He's going to get hurt again. Will be right from my take a few weeks ago. But then, yeah, he would be sort of be okay for next year. But yeah, Aaron does some wild stuff at times. They better invest like everything in the offensive line. Like all their draft picks. All Like this is like Joe Burrow, like after that Super Bowl run, like coming to Jesus moment, like everything into the offensive line, the money, the draft picks, just, you gotta figure it out at this point. <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah. And another follow-up question for you. Oh, sorry. Do you think that Salah goes? Yes. Salah gets fired. Yeah. Okay. I think, I think this is just one too many bad seasons. I think that the Jets ownership has just had enough. You could say Aaron, the quarterback you brought in, went down, and that's something you can't, you know, predict. But at the same time, the way he handled the whole quarterback Cassell after Rodgers went down, the consistent losing, the no, I don't, I don't know if he's a bad coach. I don't know if I have enough information to say that, but I do know that. Enough is probably enough with the, especially in New York with the Jets. Do you think that maybe the benching of Zach Wilson? Because Salah was always the guy who went to the media and said that Zach gives us the best chance to win. Zach is the QB, and the media was constantly at it. And there's probably internal pressure with it, at it, just like bench, oh, yeah, Wilson, it's bench, bench Wilson. Yeah, because it's New York. Yes. And it's like, you don't want to lose the locker room, bench Wilson. Do you think this is, as some as said for Alabama, when Nick Saban benched Jalen Milrow, when he wasn't playing that well uh, earlier in the season, he benched Milrow, then the other guys came in, they were absolutely terrible, and then Milrow went back in, and he was in, I'm not sure if he was in the Heisman talk, but he was playing better in the end. Do you think this was a similar play by Salah? Is like show the people what he has behind Wilson, and then go back to Wilson. Or you really think that he wanted to bench but Zach? Here's the thing: like at the end of the day, you gotta like ignore the noise, especially if you're gonna be in a market like New York. So I mean, at at some point, you have to be the leader. You have to be the one making that call. It has to be your call that you made. He did. What he did. That's 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 the end of it. Like the person taking if you like give in to the pressure and you don't make the best decision that you think is the best decision, that's on you. That's on you. Mm-hmm. If your okay. if your owner is pressuring you to make that decision, okay, that's a different that's a different conversation that they can have behind the scenes. 
But if it really was just like people like Stephen A. Smith pressuring Robert Sala to change off of Zach Wilson, they're not in that building. They don't see the practices. They don't see what what Sala is seeing. So, no. I think it's a different story if it's an ownership who is trying to like control those decisions. I'm a little bit more like open to being. Um, I, I'm not sure what the word is, but receptive to that. But if it's the media, then no, that's 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 you, buddy. You're gonna have to swallow that one. Yeah. I also think it's. I've been pretty pro Salah. But I think it's probably time for him to go at this point. And it's like, after losing, it's not even like losing 30-0, but it's like the offensive performance that your players show, the ineptitude that your offensive line, and I know they've been battling injuries. Like every single year they've had injuries in the O-line. But knowing this, and you still can't feel the deep enough alignment group that it doesn't make your O-line look completely and utterly inept. And then it's like, sure, the GM makes the hires, but it's like you're the head coach and the offensive coordinator that you picked, that you went with, was Hackett. What do they it's do like, They have to give up 60 points to the Raiders too? Like, what, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I think it's just, it's baffling. I know he wants to pander to Aaron. But at this point, with Aaron's probably one or two last years in the league, yep. you probably just go see which which coach wants to work with Aaron, I guess. And you probably have a pretty decent list. Or maybe Aaron... We always say, like, Aaron will be, will be coming back next year. Aaron this, Aaron that. What if he just retires? But what if he just sucks next year? It's like it's a 40-something-year-old QB coming out of an Achilles injury. 41-year-old QB coming out of an Achilles injury who did look to be worse the last year that he played. He did look human. He wasn't as good as years prior than his last year in Green Bay. What if he just sucks? What if he just sucks is right. I'm like, a coach doesn't really want to work with him that much because it's like... Yeah, then you lost with Aaron Rodgers, and it, like that's the headline. The headline isn't that you lost with a 42-year-old next year. QB came out of He's an Achilles now. surgery. Oh, okay, okay. I, I thought I, he was 41. I, I counted. I counted the the next year. The extra year. Okay. Yeah, you lo- you lose with a 41-year-old QB coming out of an Achilles surgery. It's like the headline won't be that. It's that you lost with Aaron Rodgers, and that's what you will be in your resume. Yep. So maybe a coach just doesn't want to tell their wagon to that. And they can't really draft a QB because they'll be picking high enough and you can't really draft a QB because last time that had happened with Aaron, things got sour quick with Jordan Love. So yeah, tough position for the Jets What if they do do that shit though? What if they do draft a quarterback? It would be interesting, wouldn't it? Especially with this class. And you have a few guys that would take a little while longer to develop. But I'm not sure how well it would sit with Aaron, though. 
Oh, it wouldn't sit well at it's all. Like the... Yeah, because you have this murderous row of an offensive lineman. Yeah. And it's like your first pick in the draft is a QB. It's like, hmm, guys, that's really not what I need to win, but okay. I guess that's that's who you guys are going with. So you know that with Aaron's ego, that would just affect it way too much. True. But yeah, interesting offseason for the Jets coming up. And just as just to finish up the, the Saturday games, and then we'll be more picky with the other games. But just as Denver was looking too hot, Detroit really poured a very cold wa- yeah. uh, water bucket on top of their head. Yeah, they did. Just absolute destruction by the, the Detroit Lions, which that was my take on the game, was that a pissed-off Lions team would just get in here and rip the Denver Broncos apart. That's sort of what happened. I didn't expect this sort of a, a ripoff, but it happened, and yeah, like they played pretty well. If we're going to talk about fantasy football here a bit as well, Sam Laporta, three touchdowns. he was cooling off a bit, but three touchdowns is going to put that tight end one conversation back on the Let's menu, see, I why, guess. Why would three touchdowns? He only had 50 yards. So I don't know. I mean, it's it's what have you done for me lately? And it's like first week of the playoffs, and the owner of Sam Laporta. You think we're just too, gets almost? Do you think we're too loosey goosey with who we we rank as the number one wide receiver, quarterback, running back in a given season, tight end? Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure, we do. We like uh, especially at running back or at tight end. I mean. For a while, Bijan was like perceived as the guy who was in a bad coaching situation, who wasn't getting the usage that one would hope. Then it's like he has a good stretch of three games and he just jumps as the as the running back one. And now after posting what a minus point nine in his first like fantasy playoff game, I'm sure People are going to be pissed off about him, especially when Jameer Gibbs comes out and he has a pretty stout game where he rushes for what? He rushed for 100 yards on 11 carries. So that's a 9.1 yard per carry. He had a touchdown. He added to that two catches for eight yards and a touchdown as well. So he had two touchdowns. He had 27.8 points in fantasy. I wouldn't be shocked if we start seeing some Jameer Gibbs as running back one conversations soon. So, yeah, we're really way too loosey-goosey with it, as you said. And I'm sure Sam Laporta will be in the talks. Because, yeah, that's what have you done for me lately. And he gave you 30 points from your tight end position. You probably won your week. You're not wrong. Hmm. That's crazy. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, okay. Are you ready to Sunday slate? Are you ready to start the I'm 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 just going to hit you right with the dagger. Are you ready to start talking about uh the Arthur Smith being fired yet? Yes. Panthers won without scoring a touchdown, Alex. That's scoring a touchdown. I mean, that was a pitiful game to watch, man. And I've heard reports today that the owner isn't sad on Archer being the coach next year, which goes against what I've heard so far. But yeah, it would be hard for me to defend a guy who, in a team with the 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 last... 
Now, his last three first-round picks, if I'm not mistaken, were, as we've mentioned in the show, it's um, Bijan Robinson, yep. Drake London, and Kyle Pitts. Yep. Those players... All of them are top 10 picks, too. Yes. Those players, yesterday, <laughs> combined for a total of... Any guess in terms of touches? How many touches? Oh, touches. I was going to say yards. Life? I know I know they had like 75 yards between them. Okay, so 11. So your guys, <laughs> your first round picks last night, uh, in, yeah, last, last Sunday, had a total of 13 touches. Amongst those three players. And that's a running back your, in there. Yes, and that's a running back in there that accounted for eight of those touches. Your and in other news. I'm pretty sure Tyler Algier round, had as many touches. Yeah. <laughs> your fifth round running back that you drafted had fifteen touches. Fifteen. Like what are we doing here, I'm man? I'm pretty sure Jonu what Smith was the lead was the lead receiver too. Yeah, Jonu Smith led. Uh, that's weird because I saw that as well, but maybe it's touches. It wasn't no. touches; it was yards. Jonu Smith led the the team oh in yards. yards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, he led them in yards, and he was tied for second in receptions. Yes, yes, and he had more yards than you know, he had the same amount of yards as Kyle Pitts and Rink- and Drake London combined. Yep. So, and I guess you can almost throw in their Bijan as well. <laughs> so, I, it's it's mind boggling, dude. It's yeah, just you ready to because because I'm I'm all off Arthur Smith. Arthur Smith can just like he needs to get he needs to get sent to the barn. Just just send him off to the pasture. Send him to the barn. You know, get someone else in there. Yeah, I think that might be time, and that raises up another question. That I've had, um, which is, how many coaches do you think end up being fired in total? So we've already had what two coaches fired this year. We had the the Chargers, uh, Brandon Staley, and you had the Raiders. Um, Did the Panthers with get fired? The Panthers owner was also uh, the Panthers owner. The Panthers owner should be fired, but no, the Panthers coach was also fired. Yeah. So that's three coaches fired so far. So you could. How many more do you think get fired? Like, like total. So you have year? three potentially available positions. Well, not potentially three available yes. positions. So I think that the Falcons need to get rid of theirs. So that's four. Let's see. Steelers no. Browns no. Bengals no. Uh, Jaguars no. I don't think the Titans fire. Yeah, I don't think so as well. I don't think the Colts fire. Let's see. Bills, no. Jets. I Let's put the Jets in there. So that's five. Patriots. That's six. So Broncos, no. Chiefs, hell no. Raiders mm-hmm. are already there. Chargers are already there. Okay, that's the AFC. Cowboys, no. Eagles, no. Command? Do you think oh, the commanders? Do by it? all accounts, by all accounts, that like every single report that has come out is that Ron Rivera has already been informed that this is it. Like he is he isn't being fired by the current 
ownership because like they're being gracious about it and it's probably his last year as a coach mm-hmm. in the league. But yeah, he's he's out. So that's seven. Okay. Giants. I think Dayball and the ownership are at an impasse. So I think Giants will be one. You think so? Because yeah. I think he I... might get another year, but he needs to really step on it and say that this will be my team and my decisions. I'm not sure how well that goes with ownership in New that's York. Why I, that's why I think they're parting ways this offseason. Okay, so that's eight. Okay, so we're doing NFC. Seahawks, no. Rams, no. 49ers, hell no. Who's the team I'm missing? Rams, Seahawks, 49ers. Cardinals. Cardinals. Cardinals, maybe. Hmm. You think they get in that, like... Houston Texans way in which they fired the guy right after they hired him. They could. Okay, so let's put nine. The Cardinals. The Cardinals just had a bad season. These are potential. I'm not. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The last NFC teams. Falcons, please. Saints. Okay, and... I'm gonna say Saints. No, for now. Okay. Panthers already have, and Bucks are gonna keep theirs for sure. Okay, and the North finally. Packers, no. Vikings. Hmm. I could see the Vikings doing it if... It just depends. If they if they bring Kirk Cousins back, I think they're going to keep the same staff. Uh, I think they if keep not, him no matter what. Do you think nice. they keep him no matter what? I, I think yes. I don't know I mean, about no matter what. He has gone through four or five starting QBs. This year alone, and the team is still in playoff contention. That's I think true. that deserves that's some merit. That's true. That's true. That's true. And so Detroit, hell no. And then who is the last? Bear? <laughs> Bears, probably yeah. Okay, so you have <laughs> potentially means... twelve openings in the National Football League. Really, twelve? Yeah. Well, and like, I think that two that you mentioned. Uh, uh, the Cardinals and the Giants. I think both coaches might stay for another I year. Think that could happen too, but I think I just think the Giants and the and Dayball are just so like polar opposites. It seems like as far as managing the team goes, that yeah. it might they might just part ways. Yeah, and it's crazy that like Buffalo, we just immediately said no, while like two weeks ago or three weeks ago, before they went on this run, it was like oh, it's looking shaky right now. It's looking shaky. Oh, no, I with was. McDermott. I never. I never said Dunjerwick was going to be fired. Oh, I. I at least thought, and I, I've seen some people against him as well. So, but it's like, well, now most of the people are okay. He stays because the Bills are playing pretty well. Yeah, but yeah, tw- ten to twelve openings in the National Football League seems quite a bit, to be honest. It does. I'm not sure what the usually like average is for openings in the league, but this seems quite a quite a few. We should have plenty of new faces in the league. I and... think it's a combination of we have some pretty bad coaches in the NFL right now, one, and two, we have this new quarterback class coming in, so I think there's going to be more of a focus on getting offensive-minded coaches into these teams. Mm. I can see it, yeah. That draft, that draft these quarterbacks. That's just my thought. Yeah, I like you. Like well. okay, you're the Bears. You're the Bears. Let's say you don't want to go on a, in on Justin Fields, and you draft, you know, Caleb Williams or Drake May, depending on where you fall. 
you're probably getting whoops. But regardless, you're saying you want Eberflus to be the person that coaches him? Um, Hell no. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. That's just the way I think. Yeah. I think at some point we need to talk about fantasy and we need to make predictions for next week. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we really need to talk about a few, couple more games. Um, okay, I guess now that we talked about the Bills, playoff hero James Cook and the Buffalo Bills just steamroll the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, that wasn't a good just day for like, me. This is, this is why I never trust the Cowboys. It's like they are one and three versus good teams. They've scored an average of 19 points versus teams with good records. And it's like, they are just not a serious team. It's like, they are what they are at this point. They're the Dallas Cowboys. This is just it. Hmm. And with that loss, and with the San Francisco 49ers winning, and winning in a very dominant way, uh, right now, the MVP favorite, Brock Purdy. Do you think he deserves it? Because we've... We've had this talk about MVPs before, but now it's like he took a big leap this this game because Dak really struggled, and Purdy went 16 of 25 for 242 yards, 9.7 yards per attempt, four touchdowns, no sacks, no interceptions, nothing, 135.3 QB rating, so a pretty good game by him while Dak really struggled. So now he's in the lead. Do you think this holds true? Maybe. I'm curious to see if they give it to Tyreek. I think I think I think if there's a year Tyreek's gonna win it or a non quarterback's gonna win it, this is the year. Tyreek right year. now needs needs plenty of yardage though, doesn't he? Because he was out last week. That's right. I forgot about that. Do you think because I saw this argument before? Do you think uh the report was that he was given the decision to either sit or to play? And it would be on him, and he would decide if he was healthy enough. Do you think he sat down versus the Jets so that no one can use the 17-game versus 16-game argument against him when he breaks Calvin Johnson's record? Oh, stop it. Get out of here with this. (laughs) And it's like, when you look at the games coming up, if he had to miss a game that the Dolphins were pretty okay without him it's this one because now it's dallas it's baltimore and it's buffalo so if he had to miss a game to make this point that would be hit and right now he needs uh to reach the 2000 yards he needs 458 yards which is roughly 152.6 a game 0.7 a game so do you think he averages 152 yards a game? And do you no think way. There's no he missed way. the game on purpose? There's no there's no way he gets 150 over three games. There's no way he missed that game. Hmm. There's no way. <laughs> That's a nice little conspiracy theory that I've I've seen floating around. That, that is That's a good nice. one. I'll, I'll give you that one. That's a good conspiracy That's theory. Nice. If he gets it now, no one can say anything about the, the games here. Because you know that there are some haters, especially with him. Uh, with things that happened before related to him in real life. There's people who don't like him, and that's totally fair. Uh, like It's 
really understandable for the things that he have done that he has done. But people would hold that against him, the 17 versus 16. Even if he, I don't know, maybe if even if he managed to get him in 16, but then he played the 17 game and he got he got more yards, that would always be some sort of argument against that. But now it's just purely 16, I guess. Even though he missed the game, so it's it's just gonna be the 16. It's it's tough because the schedule is really tough the last three weeks. Like especially Buffalo, who's been playing pretty stellar defense, and Baltimore. Uh Dallas has been sort of as we've seen, but now apparently it's just versus the run. Uh the defense hasn't been as good. But yeah, I I wanna say that he gets the two thousand yards and that they make an extra effort to get it. But I'm not sure. Uh, I've been pretty apologetic that he, he should win the MVP if he gets to 2,000 yards. But I, I'm not sure right now. Because Purdy... I mean, if Purdy continues this, the last three games, and I think he has it locked down. The one argument that I've seen against that and the narrative that can play against him is do you think that Mr. Irrelevant to MVP is a positive point in his favor or a negative point? Do you think the league would be more inclined to give it to him due to the storyline or less inclined as to say, okay, he's still he's, people should still have doubts about him, about his game because he was Mr. Irrelevant? Or do you think the NFL would say, okay, this is a cool story, let's push it? I think they'd say it's a cool story, let's push it. Okay. Okay. Uh, do you think the voters would agree, though? Because the voters must, might still have the mentality of this guy is just overperforming because of the team and, like, he isn't as good to get an MVP and he was the last pick of the draft. What do you think the voters' mentality is? I think the voters are kind of sad that, you know, it's a year that they're debating between Tyree Kill and uh, Brock Purdy. <laughs> So, okay, that's fair. So your MVP peak right now is Brock Purdy. Mm, I don't know. Some doubts still. Yeah, we'll reconvene in the next episode. I have, I have huge doubts. Okay. Let's just do like a quick recap in terms of like scores. Rams 28, Commanders 20, Rams beat them, Chiefs 27, Patriots 17. Patrick Mahomes loses his head on Kadarius Tony because Kadarius Tony managed to not only drop a ball, but he bubbles it on the air. And the Patriots' Jelani Tavai gets the pick, and they cut to the sidelines, and Patrick Mahomes is fuming at the dude. Do you think Tony gets any more chances right now, or do you think that's it for KC Tony? I think it's sad that this is where the Kansas City Chiefs are at. <laughs> like, none of the – Rasheed Rice is their best wide receiver. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I believe Rasheed Rice has roughly the same amount of yardage on the year as the other three wide receivers combined. So, that's Stoney, that's MVS, and that's Sky Moore. I believe Rasheed Rice has the amount of – has roughly the same amount of yardage as those three guys, which is crazy. And uh, one more game that I want to talk about here, just really quick, just glaze it through. But our Packers, the team that we have been 
beating the drums for since the offseason. Yep. Um, the lost Packers the defense lost to the Bucks, allowed in Lambeau. They allowed 34 points to the Buccaneers. And the Packers, uh, this, is, this was tweeted by Dyer Carragher, I believe that's his name, on Twitter. Today, the Packers put, put together one of the worst pass coverage performances in recent NFL history by any team. Yep. Their overall PFF coverage rate of 29.3 today is the lowest rate of any team in a single game in the last five seasons. Yep. Truly enough, a, a very bad performance by this defense that we were sort of not super high on, but we sort of thought they would be okay. Yeah, that secondary is very rough. And yeah, I guess that's mostly it. Oh, and Sunday Night Football, the Ravens. Beat the Jaguars, the frauds of the Jaguars, 23-7. Do you still yeah. have the Jaguars in your top 10, Angelo? Yes. Oh, my God, Angelo. They are tied with the, the Indianapolis Colts for the division. The Colts, Angelo, which you said were awful. Awful. Yes. I did. <laughs> One of the worst rosters in the league. And they are tied with them for the division. I, I did say that. Yeah, and you still have them hovering in your top 10. Jesus, Angela. They're hovering. Uh, okay. And Trevor I guess... Lawrence got knocked out of that game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Excuses, excuses, excuses. I mean, I like that game because Travis Etienne did nothing, and that man's I won the Dynasty Nas round. This guy. And yeah, I mean, you said we needed to introduce some fantasy, so here it is, guys. We managed to go through another week. Job's not finished, as Kobe once said. And Angelo was having a meltdown in the chat because he thinks this is a cursed season right now. That this shouldn't be happening. I I, yeah. I fully I fully attribute this your cheeky message that that wasn't looking too good to me because that's mostly when it turned turned better for me so i don't know and next week i have a qb decision to make it won't be sam howell next week it will be either jake browning or joe flacco so same decision as i had versus you yeah let's Okay. Finally, I guess we can talk about our power rankings. Just to go to the later segments of the show. So yep. power rankings. Angelo, you want to go first? Sure. Number 10, I have the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay. Now that you mentioned that, just so I can correct myself and people don't go nuts, they are technically not tied for the division. I believe. Oh, are they? Wait, wait, wait. Give me a second. Uh, go ahead and do your your thing, please, because I have this this wrong here. Okay, they are tied for the division. Yes, people cannot go nuts. They are tied for the division. Go on. My bad. <laughs> people cannot go nuts. They are tied. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Jacksonville. Nine, Cleveland. Okay. Eight, Dallas. Dallas. Seven, Buffalo. 
Ooh, Buffalo's back. Buffalo is back. Six Dolphins. Five Lions. Four Chiefs. Three, I have to give them their flowers. The Ravens. Two Eagles, one 49ers. Oh, my God. What? The Eagles, dude. The Eagles. Yes. Give me a break. The Eagles, those frauds. I mean, they might even lose tonight. Now, I'm not even sure if they have Hurts this week. That's going to be a fun one. But okay, so my top 10. The last team, 10th team, is the Los Angeles Rams. LAR, baby. Yeah, I mean, they are looking stout. They are currently in the playoffs if the season ended today. And 9, I have Cleveland. At 8, I have Detroit. No Jaguars? <laughs> Give me a break. No Colts, man. No Colts. <laughs> are you sure? Like, oh my god. Why are we not putting up the Colts then? Uh, <laughs> then at 8, I have Detroit, as I've said. At 7, I have the Philadelphia Eagles. The frauds. 7? This was exactly where they were last week, so... They were either 7th or 6th, so... Oh, man, okay. I can actually check, because I have it here. Yeah, they were 7th last week, so they haven't really moved. At 6, I have the Dallas Cowboys. At 5, I have the Kansas City Chiefs. At 4, the Buffalo Bills. At at 3, the Miami Dolphins. At 2, the Baltimore Ravens. And at 1... The San Francisco 49ers. Who is your current Super Bowl pick? Like NFC and AFC. I guess we can sort of keep track of that as well. Chiefs v 49ers. Okay. And wins? 49ers. Okay. And mine is the San Francisco 49ers versus the Buffalo Bills. And the Buffalo Bills win the Super Bowl. This This is my hot take. You know what's fun? It's like you have Philadelphia here in your top four. I don't. It's like I don't even have a team inside of the top five that is from the NFC outside of San Francisco. So are we really just saying that it's going to be San Francisco versus one of the other teams? It's like the other team can fluctuate from week to week. It's like when the crunch time comes, it's always going to be San Francisco on the other side. Or do you think that maybe like even without injuries that we can see an NFC team in the Super Bowl that isn't the San Francisco 49ers? I mean, if Brock Purdy goes down, anything's possible. Yeah, but assuming everyone's healthy, do you think anything like there's any How? chance that uh, there's always How? a chance? But I guess a realistic chance. Who? Yeah, that's that's my point as well. I just don't see it's a the team. Eagles. The Eagles are the enough. only team, like top to bottom team. You can hate on them all you want. You can call them frauds. They are the only top to bottom team that I could see 
beating the 49ers in a one-on-one game where both teams are healthy. They have the offensive line. They have the pass rushers. They have the quarterback. They have their receivers. They have the team. It is the Eagles. Whether you want to call them frauds or not, or based on how they play, that's fine. The Eagles team is the only team that can compare with what I've seen from San Francisco. Hmm. Uh, yeah, nah, no. no? <laughs> That's a big no for me. That's a big I no just... for you, dog. You know what they don't have? What? A coach that isn't a fraud in the offensive oh, coordinator role. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, dude. I just can't see that happening. I think they have way too many flaws in their games. To, I mean, they faced San Francisco and they got beat the hell up by San Francisco. Like, oh, proper West whooping. This guy. Okay. Our week 16, weird to say, our week 16 picks coming up. So, for our records, let me just get the overall records here. Uh, here they are. <clears throat> a week in which both of us went under 500, which is sort of surprising. It's, rare. it's very rare. It's usually yeah. me that goes o- over 500 and you that goes under 500. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So, I went 5, 9, and 1. Five. Let me just check here. Yeah. Five. Nine and one. You went six, eight, and one. Somehow even better than you even going under five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We can tie this week or you can go up by another game because we are on opposite ends here. Uh, on Monday Night Football. As we usually are. As we usually are. So that pushes the overall totals to 94, 125. And I guess I can just dump the the ties. doesn't really matter. So 94, 125 to me. So 125. And that puts the overall percentage at 43% still. Just it's now gone under forty-three in terms of like it's forty-two point nine, but I round it up usually, so it's still forty-three percent. And for you, it is fifty-two uh, percent still. It's fifty-one point five. So you're on the precipice of being under fifty-two. I'm on the precipice With one game of go. being under fifty. Yeah. I wish I would be at the same level as you. <laughs> okay, and the week 16 peaks. Let me open here the the DraftKings Sportsbook. Not, not being advertised for this, not being paid no, for this. No, no, no. Not yet, not yet, not yet, not yet. Which will be very weird if anything happens like that, in which I'll be like advertising for a company that I can't even use. So that's fun. Not yet, not yet, not yet. Yeah. Okay, so the line hasn't really moved for Seattle and Philadelphia. It's still three and a half. You are on Philadelphia minus three and a half. I'm on Seattle plus three and a half. And 
Thursday night football this week has in store for us the new New Orleans Saints at the Las Vegas, the Los Angeles Rams. The Rams are four point favorites. The over under is forty four and a half, and I think this is a pretty straightforward pick. Um, it's the Rams. Give me the Rams minus four. Uh, I bet against the the Saints last week as well, but I learned that I shouldn't trust Tommy DeVito, Tommy Tedlitz. So yeah, I'm back on betting against the Saints, but this time with a proper team, the Rams. What says you, Angelo? Are you going back to your loved Saints? Give me the Saints. Oh. Oh, brother. I don't have the, the soundboard here. Otherwise, what do you, what do you want? Done what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? I got. Oh, I, I brother, already... this guy stinks. Okay, okay, okay. I need that. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. There you go. Gotcha, buddy. I got you, buddy. All right. Okay, you get to pick Saturday's game. There's only oh, there's two games on Saturday. Bengals at Steelers. Give me the be- two and a half points favorite. Give me the Bengals. I'm back. We're back. We're rolling. Give me the Bengals. I believe you're currently in the playoffs if the season ended today. And I'm going to go with you. I think it's the Bengals. Minus two and a half as well. Especially with Mason Rudolph. At the hell. Yikes. Thanks and no thanks. Okay. The Saturday night game. So it's... For me, it will already be December 24th. It's the Buffalo Bills at the Los Angeles Chargers. Don't you feel like this is a prime letdown spot? It's like new coach, backup QB, team is energized again. Maybe they give the team the like the big favorites a proper run for their money. Don't you think there's this angle here to be played? Are you uh, gonna pick them? <laughs> the Bills are 12 point favorites. The over-under is 42 and a half. Uh-huh. And I just can't go against my Super Bowl champions. Give me the Buffalo Bills minus 12. Okay. Well, I guess. Uh, oh, no. I guess, I guess the Chargers oh, can no. continue to hurt me. Give me the I, Chargers. This is the first pick in which I'm not super confident in, but I really can't bet the Chargers, man. That's okay. a rough team. Detroit Lions, Minnesota Vikings. Detroit favored by three points. Give me the Lions. Okay. I am not going to go with you, and I will take Minnesota plus three. I think this is a three-point game either way. So give me the plus three points, and at least I can probably snatch a, a proper tie at worst. Okay. All right. The Green Bay Packers go at Carolina versus the Panthers. And the Panthers are five-point underdogs. So they are plus five. The over-under is 37. And, I mean, they are just involved in these weird games in which the defense has really been dominating. 
but the offense just doesn't score a touchdown in the last, I want to say it's four games. <sighs> That's a tough pick here. But give me the Packers winning so that they can maybe keep their playoff games alive, uh, playoff hopes alive. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no, no, no. Oh no, no, no. It's only five points. It's only five points. Give me the Panthers. Hmm. You won on the Panthers last week. I did win on the Panthers last week. So. <sighs> Next. The Colts versus the Falcons. The Colts are favored by two and a half. I'm not picking no goddamn team run by Arthur Smith. Give me the Colts. Go on. Okay, something that we didn't mention about the Raven, the Falcons. There apparently Desmond Ritter isn't like a locked in to start this week. Again, it's uh, Arthur Smith has mentioned that he hasn't made a decision on the starting QB. So it still can be Tyler Heineke. I'm not sure how much changes there in the other offense. Probably not a whole lot. But this feels like the letdown spot for the Colts. This feels like the game in which okay, they are tied up for the division. And this will be the game going at Atlanta. Atlanta needing to win to keep the, the playoff hopes for the division alive. This just smells like an upset. Like a one-point win by the Falcons. So give me the Falcons plus two and a half. Give you the Falcons plus two and a half. <clears throat> Next up, it's the Cleveland Browns at the Houston Texans. The Houston Texans are two and a half point favorites. Over unders 42 and a half. And I, I have the sneaky feeling. Cleveland wins this game. Cleveland plus two and a half. They seem to be playing well with Joe Flacco, which seems weird. But when this weird timeline in which Joe Flacco is actually a proper QB in the NFL and like comes out of the couch and plays somewhat decent, and the defense is roughing those guys up. So yeah, give me the Browns plus two and a half, even though they have a bunch of injuries. Yeah, give me the Browns. You know what? I'm going to agree with you. Unfortunately, okay. I think you're right. I think the there's a good chance the Browns win this game outright. Yeah, I agree. Washington Commanders at New York Jets. New York Jets favored by three points. Um, what happens when the stoppable force meets the movable object? Give me the Commanders plus three. You might be betting against Aaron Rodgers' first game back. You bet I am. Aaron Rodgers isn't going to make it three snaps, let alone a whole game. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to agree with you. Give me Washington plus three. Although there's there appears to be some sort of questions about the QB starting, because if you didn't see, Sam Howell did get pulled. Uh, what I thought it was just be it would just be for like garbage time because they were down three scores with six minutes left. So, Jacoby Brissett goes in and he immediately throws a touchdown to Terry McLaurin. And then they get another drive that goes for a touchdown. So, but that drive, like, they were at the inside the five, I believe, 
with roughly four minutes and change left. They score a touchdown with under two minutes left. So they they effectively spent over two minutes trying to get five yards. Yeah. And they got it on like eight tries because a, a, a pass interference was called. So, yeah. Great offense there. So I'm hoping it's still Howell, but apparently it's not a 100% lock. Crazy. <clears throat> yeah. Next up, it's the Seattle Seahawks at the Tennessee Titans. The Seahawks haven't even played versus the Eagles. They are two-point favorites, two-and-a-half-point favorites. Over-under is 42-and-a-half. I'm not sure if Will Levis is 100%. I believe he has a ankle sprain of some sort. I do believe he plays this week, though. But this seems like the type of game that Seattle needs to win. So give me Seattle minus two-and-a-half. Give me the Titans. Next. Oh, well, Jacksonville Jaguars at Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Jacksonville, it's basically a pick Jacksonville Jaguars favored by one. Give me the Jacksonville Jaguars. <sighs> as much pick as em. it pains me to say. Pick them. The Bucks played really well in Lambo. Really, really well. Baker played a pretty stellar game. But it was one of the worst offensive performances ever. Ah, uh, still. At home. It might be CJ Bath hard. So give me the Tampa Bay Buccaneers plus one. This might be the first time all season in which I picked up Kinnears. Okay, next up, it's the Dallas Cowboys at the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins are one and a half point favorites. Over under, highest on the week, of course, 51 and a half. That's a whole lot of points, man. And I pick. Who should I pick? Who should I pick? Who should I pick? Um, it feels like it's two teams who are not really that good versus good teams. And I'm not mm-hmm. sure if either team is good. Mm-hmm. So it's like, mm, okay, give me, give me Miami minus one and a half. Give me the Cowboys. This is going to be a bounce back game. Give yeah, me the that, Dallas Cowboys. If I were to pick the Cowboys, that would be the narrative, yeah. How about them Cowboys? How about them Cowboys, Alex? Come back. I'm coming on next week and be saying it after they win. <laughs> the first, I'll start the episode with it. Anyway, Arizona Cardinals, Chicago, Chicago Bears favored by four points. Yeah, give me the Cardinals plus four. <laughs> Not even you can go against this line for the Cardinals. Yeah, I think someone is high on something here with Chicago. Someone really likes Chicago for some reason, and Chicago is always the same thing with Justin Fields. They'll have those big leads. I mean, they were up 10 in the fourth quarter quarter versus Joe Flacco and the, the Cleveland Browns, and they still lost that game. By three. And it's like, 
that team is still not good, man. Justin Fields, I was hoping this would be the time, Angelo. I was really hoping that this would be the time in which he managed to get three games, all of them with over three consecutive games with over 200 yards passing. I was really hoping this would be the case, Angelo. But no, he again throws for under 200 yards. So he had 217, he had 223, and now he has 166 versus the Cleveland Browns. He has two picks. One of them is, okay, was at the end of the game. The other, I don't really think it was totally on him. Still fumbled twice. I don't think that he lost them, but he did fumble. This is just the same old Bears. Give me Arizona plus four as well. This is not a thing that you can trust in those closing moments. Okay, next up, it's the New England Patriots. This is the Sunday night football game. What a treat for Christmas Eve. The New England Patriots at the Denver Broncos. The Broncos are six-point favorites. And for Christmas Eve, you know what they gave you on primetime on Christmas Eve, Angelo? They gave you the lowest projected scoring game on the week. 34 and a half. Merry Christmas from yeah. the NFL. <laughs> What's that thing in the Home Alone movie? Merry Christmas. Uh, the, the guy fucking on the animal. movie. Yeah, you fucking animal. <laughs> uh, give me Denver minus six, man. I'm not going to be trusting Billy Zappi. This is a bounce back spot for the for the Denver Broncos. Give me Bailey Zappy. Oh, buddy. Oh, buddy, buddy, buddy. The Las Vegas Raiders versus the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs are favored by ten points. I don't. I, have they watched the Chiefs play offense? Give me the give me the give me the Raiders. Ten points is just too much. This should be closer to like a three or seven point spread, like three or four point spread, actually. Can you imagine saying that a few years ago? <laughs> 10 points for this Chiefs offense. What are they doing? <laughs> okay, I mean, yeah, I. You disagree with what I said? No, I do not disagree uh, with uh, what you've okay. said. Okay. But this is why I'm leaning the Chiefs here. This is a spot in which the Raiders come off of scoring 63 points. Emotions were high. This is a game in KC. The Chiefs usually tend to play Las Vegas at least one game pretty rough for the Raiders. The other, the Raiders tend to keep up. I am not so sure this is too, too, too few points. You're not? But I want to believe in Nathan O'Connell, so give me the Raiders plus 10 as well. This guy. But this feels like a game in which I'm picking plus 10 right now. And when it comes to game time, I'm like, I am so dumb. And the Chiefs win by like 17. <laughs> this feels like that type of game. This feels like a, I don't know, this feels like a 7 to 24 type of game. You think so? Yeah. I don't know. Like they I mean, score the, six to three Chiefs, one week and they come out flat. The other one. The Chiefs defense is very good. I will give it that. Yeah. I just uh, ten points though. Like, would I you be know. shocked if the Raiders, who scored 
zero points the week prior to this case of this Los Angeles Chargers game. Would you be surprised if they come in to KC and they score seven or ten? Would like I be surprised? Topped. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like they scored zero points the week uh, the week prior. Zero. Yeah. It's, it's just rough, man. It's like, I'm not sure if I want to trust that team. Like, they scored 63. Great. They had, what, five fumbles lost by the other team? Plus picks. Like a big six. I, I get it. Uh, the Chiefs' offense hasn't been great. But this feels like a pickup regret. But we'll move on. <clears throat> then we have, on Monday... We have four games on Monday, which is pretty impressive. It's just Christmas, baby. The New York football giants at the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles are 10.5 point favorites. Over-under is 43.5. And I will surprise you with this one. I will pick the Philadelphia Eagles. Minus 10.5. The frauds. The frauds. The frauds to cover this number because I think that they usually don't have uh, the Giants usually don't have an answer for them or Table doesn't have an answer for them give me the Giants (laughs) you are going against your second best team in the league Okay. okay I see you I see you you can test the, the resolve in that in that pick. Okay, the Giants. Plus ten and a half. Finally, the last game of the week. And this line surprised me. Yeah. Please for This me, line yeah. does not surprise me. This line should be more points. More points. More points. I said what I said. Oh buddy. More points. I said what I said. Baltimore Ravens at San Francisco 49ers. The 49ers are given five and a half points. Give me the 49ers to sacrifice the Ravens. Let's go. You know what? Give me the Baltimore Ravens. Not Uh only to cover this number, but Uh to be the upset of Uh the week. Wow. And I think low-key, this might be the game that decides who the MVP is. So after the 49ers sacrifice the Ravens, then Brock Purdy will just secure the MVP. Yes. If that happens, then yes. <laughs> that's that's what kinda what's that's just the narrative. That's just what it's gonna happen. But if Lamar Jackson wins this game, and right now Brock Purdy is minus uh one hundred and ninety, Lamar Jackson is plus four hundred and fifty. Those are the <laughs> top two QB uh top two MVP. Um, in terms of odds on DraftKings Sportsbook, if Lamar Jackson wins, he will be the MVP favorite. And they will I mean, have I mean, the best the record in the league. You realize that? The Baltimore Ravens will have the best record in the league if they win that game. Yep. They are currently, they have the same record. Both teams have the same record. Yep, I know. The Ravens and have been one playing of them amazing. is five and a half point favorites. That's yep. wild to me. Yep. 
That should be a three-point game at most. They're about to get sacrificed. I do not believe it. But we shall see. Well, everything is in the books, Angelo. We have gone everything through is the not in episode. the books. Oh, everything. there's 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 one more thing. You can go ahead. There's there. <laughs> wait, what? There, what? 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 What do you mean? There's one more thing. This is the holiday episode, Alex. This is the holiday episode. What else is there that I'm missing, Angelo? Make me a surprise, Angelo. Where was our this or that? Oh, the this or that. Yes. Yeah. This or that. Okay. Okay. Where? Where? Who? 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 <laughs> okay. Any ideas for the this or that? Let's do MVP Brock Pretty. Okay. 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 Okay, 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 okay. This or that for fantasy football, right? Yep, for fantasy football. Fantasy football. Super flex, tuggled on. Let's look. MVP candidate. Brock Purdy is. Okay, so he's QB12 on Keep Trade Cut. He has been rising. Steadily rising. He has gone what? In the last three months, he has gone from... Oh, where's the... the, Oh, here's the positional ranking. Okay. So, last three months, he has gone from QB 16, 17 to QB 12. So, right now, he's a QB 1. And I've heard a crazy argument that I'll make you right now. This or that. Brock Purdy or Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Okay, okay. I was trying to catch you with a few tears up. Okay, Brock Purdy or Trevor Lawrence? Oh. Oh, whoa, 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 Screw it. Brock Purdy. Hmm. Brock Purdy, baby. Brock Purdy over Trevor Lawrence. And to be frank, on the season, right now, stats-wise... They are. Uh, 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 Brock Purdy is QB what, do you think? I think he's QB 7. Or QB 4. QB 4. So, yeah, I think I would also take him over Trevor Lawrence, who's currently... uh, Where is Trevor Lawrence? Trevor Lawrence... Is QB 11 on the year. So yeah. <clears throat> and let's let's spice it up. Another QB. And then I'll, I'll move to position. To two other positions. Brock Purdy. Or Tua Tagovailoa. Tua Tagovailoa. Tua Tagovailoa. 
Tua is I love Tua, but Tua is a concussion away from being done. Give me Brock Purdy. Okay, so out of those guys that I mentioned, and I guess I'll I'll mention one more that it's a favorite of mine that you usually don't like. Brock Purdy or Anthony Richardson? Brock Purdy. Okay, so out of those guys, how many do you think were ahead of Purdy? Keep track of Out of the four guys that I mentioned, Burrow, Tua, Lawrence, and Richardson. I'm how many of those guys were ahead? I'm going to say two. All four were ahead of him. All four? Yes. Tua is the closest. Tua is QB 10. Purdy is QB 12. Richardson is QB 8. Lawrence is QB 9. And Burrow is still QB 6. Okay, now. Brock Purdy or Chris Olave. Chris Olave. Okay. Brock Purdy or Bruce Hall. Bruce Hall. Stop this. You went with Bruce, really? Yes. Okay. And Superflex? Wait, is this Superflex? Yes, yeah. yeah, Superflex, yeah. Oh, Superflex. That changes things. Yeah, on both. So Olave, Bruce. I'm going to go then Purdy and Bruce. Okay. Um, <laughs> this is a fun one. I'm not sure if this assumes tight end premium. Yeah, it's soft. So no tight end premium. Brock Purdy or Sam Laporte? Oh, this guy. Brock Purdy. <laughs> okay, okay. A few more. A couple more here. Uh, Brock Purdy or... Christian McCaffrey. Give me CMC. Okay. Brock Purdy or Jameer Gibbs. Oh! Give me Brock Purdy in that scenario. Okay. And finally, Brock Purdy or Tyreek Hill. This is in Dynasty? This is in Dynasty. Give me Brock Purdy. Okay, so out of those guys, keep trade cut as Brees Hall below Brock Purdy, and then every single other of the uh, every single other player is ahead of Brock Purdy. Really? Yes. So that's Laporta, that's Olave, that's Gibbs, that's Tyreek Hill, that's Christian McCaffrey. All of them are ahead of Brock Purdy. That's crazy. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And there's actually, if we just want to do one more for the Christmas special. This or that. There's one that we re- that I, I was really shocked that they, it hasn't been adjusted by now. But James Cook. So James Cook is now on what? Like in regular scoring, James Cook... Last three games, he has scored the following amount of points. Last three games, he has scored 36.1, 25.1, Every single game, he has gone over 100 scrimmage yards. In fact, this past week, he went over 200 scrimmage yards. 
and he's currently the running back seven on the season. So, you haven't been the biggest James Cook fan. Although, as of late, you liked him a bit better, I believe. You didn't like him a whole lot when he was drafted. That's fair, right? That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. So, let me look at a few names around James Cook. So, James Cook or Javante Williams. Oh, give me James Cook in that scenario. Okay. James Cook or Josh Jacobs? James Cook. Okay. James Cook or Rasheed Rice? Rasheed Rice. Okay. James Cook or T. Higgins? Mm. James Cook. Okay. James Cook, and this was very interesting to me, how these guys are ranked. James Cook or Kyron Williams? James Cook. Hey. James Cook or Drake London? James Cook. James Cook or Jackson Smith and Jigba? JSN. James Cook or his teammate from Seattle, DK Metcalf? Mm. Let's go, DK. Okay. James Cook or Devon A. Chan? James Cook. Okay. Two more here to close it out. One is a running back. One is a wide receiver. James Cook or Travis Travis Etienne? Mm. Etienne started the season pretty hot. But has been cooling down as of late. So that's James Cook. And finally, James Cook or his Buffalo teammate, Stefan Diggs. Oh, James Cook. Okay, so out of those players, and that was a pretty big list. Those were roughly, what, 10 names, 11 names? Yeah. How many of them do you think were ahead of James Cook? Uh, seven. All of the, the names on the list were ahead of James Cook. Really? All of them. And some by quite a bit. I mean, we're talking about tier 13 here. Kyron Williams, tier 10. Um, Kyron Williams is three tiers above James Cook. Yes, Kyron Williams is running back eight. Oh, my God. That screams to me, Sal. That that does scream to me, Sal, too. It's like a fifth-round pick. With injuries, who did pretty poorly in the combine. And I'm the guy who usually ad- advocates for let's not give combine a whole lot of like props when those guys are deep in their careers. Yeah. But we have been labeling this guy as a non existent. And now with a good season, we are sort of saying, okay, go on. Uh, you can be a top 10 running back in Dynasty. Uh, that feels like a reach. And uh, finally, the highest tier of players, it's A-Chain, A-Chan, 
or Travis and Travis, Travis Etienne. Both yeah, of I them think, were tier eight. I think HN is just too, I think he's I think he's way more hype than Substance. Yeah. I do wonder if it adjusts though. Due to the injuries, he has been cooling off a bit. I wonder if it adjusts. Because at his peak he was running back four. Right now he's running back six. So is is declining a bit, but not a whole lot. I feel like he should be a running back twenty or like late teens. I guess twenty is rough, but like teens, a running back in the teens. Like I would be okay with running back if they flipped. Like if James Cook and Devon A. Chain flipped, I would be okay with it. Like James Cook running back six, uh, A. Chain running back fourteen. That feels like a good spot, wouldn't you agree? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Okay. I thought James Cook was really interesting here because I was looking at his value. He hasn't really moved. I was hoping that maybe today he would move quite a bit because, as we discussed prior, this is just what have you done for me lately. And lately he gave you almost 40 points in your first playoff game. But no, no movement. He's still the same. James Cook is running back 14 still. Wow. That seems low, especially when he was a second-round pick. It's like, we give so much focus to the draft picks, and it's like, oh, this one, not really. I don't know, man. I... Man, that's, that's crazy. So it's it feels like... Does it feel like the people who who break out, like, early in the season also get a, like... Like, when the playoffs are around, I'm sure James Cook's value will, like, shoot back up. But is it like... Is it like there's this delay between, like, breaking out and then value on keep trade cut because of... Because it's, um... Like, it's based on fan voting. So it takes longer for those value to get up. Yeah, I think that makes sense honestly it's like just people are still adjusting and some people didn't really like him a whole lot it's like you weren't the biggest fan of him when he came out and it was like he was a smaller back he didn't do a a whole lot to start the year uh last year my bad now to start the year again he he was rough i mean he had a few good weeks then the rotation with davis then he had a few mistakes didn't play as well then he got benched for a while there but now that since Joe Brady took over the play calling and the offensive coordinator uh, duty, he seems to be doing much better. And he seems to be getting better opportunities. He seems to be still getting some touches inside of the 10. He is more involved in the passing game. And, I mean, that is leading him to be a top 10 running back this year. Like, for all of his, of his downfalls, the dude has one, two, three, four games in which he, he he gave you under 10 points. That's it. Yeah. Like, Derrick Henry gave you mu- much more than that. Henry gave you one, two, three, four. Actually, he just gave you five, yeah. My bad. He gave you five. It feels more as someone who has been playing Henry this whole season.
think do you think Tajay Spears will ever be a thing? Talked about it, and it's like under this current O line, I don't think anyone will ever be a thing. To be honest, yeah. this O line is really rough. Yeah. Like I believe I read a stat yesterday in which it was like, on average, uh, Derrick Henry was being tackled behind the line of scr- roughly three yards behind the line of scrimmage in every single carry. Like on average, that's that's nuts. Sure, you're Derrick Henry, and you are a pretty good running back. You're a bruiser running back. But you can't really do much when that happens. I mean, do you know his stat line from last game? Just so I can give you a guess. No. If you don't. Okay. So, a guy that like Derrick Henry. He had uh, uh, 20 touches, 16 carries, 3 catches. Okay. How many yar- yards do you think he mustered out of 20 touches? 100. He, he mustered 10 yards of offense. 10 yards? Yes. It's 0.5 yards per touch. Jesus. Yeah. It was a very rough game. And this was the Houston game. You remember I mentioned the Houston game quite a bit. That it, it was just one of his things. He did very well versus Houston usually. Not this year apparently. And he, I do wonder if people will be scared of playing him any longer. Because I, I have him in Dynasty Nas. I'm currently thinking about benching him. But it depends on if, on if Chase plays or not. If Chase plays, then okay, I have more options. If he doesn't, then it's it's rough. Then I'm benching him for, I don't know, I'm benching him for a Kenneth Walker. I guess Kenneth Walker at Tennessee isn't too bad, but I'm benching him for Drake London after a dud. Stop it, Drake London got you through me. Yeah, he did. And I have the balls to actually bench him. This week, like last second, I benched yep. him for Jaden Reed. Yep, that one after he got you forty points, pretty much. Yeah, oh. and he was benched. <laughs> it's like you knew. You're getting yeah. used to it. You're like, you're like, I know, I know where the disappointments are coming from now. Yeah, I, I, I was this. like, I was looking at the rankings, and I actually did what I said on the show. I was looking at the rankings, and most rankings at Drake London as the guy to play. Between Drake London, between Jaden Reed, or Tyler Lockett. But I just went with my gut, man. I was like, okay. It was between Lockett or um, Reed, because Lockett faces the Eagles, very depleted secondary. Uh, but I was like, okay, maybe Lockett doesn't have uh, doesn't have Geno again. So I'll play Jaden Reed. Tampa Bay has really been allowing a lot of things to wide receivers. Jaden Reed has been playing pretty well and has been getting a consistent amount of targets, especially with Christian Watson out. So just give me Jaden Reed. And it worked out. Drake London just felt like the guy would disappoint this week because it's the Panthers. The Panthers have a a sneaky strong defense. And I was sort of expecting the the Falcons to still win. So I was expecting a, a game script of just like running the ball 40 times 
and not passing it a whole a whole lot. Little did you know, it was running with Tyler I, Tyler Algier and throwing to Jonu Smith. That was the issue, dear. Yeah. <laughs> they did what I thought, but yeah, I mean, still, it's it's Drake London, like it's Drake London a buy for you. Because when you think about Drake London, do you think he has had is a Arthur Smith good season? Now, even with Arthur Smith, okay, because this is with Arthur Smith. Do you think Drake London has had a good season, a bad season, an average season? What do you think? Like, has he disappointed a whole lot when he started them or not? What would be your perception of him? Yeah, probably. He's had a few good weeks. So what if I told you that Drake London, out of the... So he played what? He missed a week, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he missed week nine versus Minnesota. So he has had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight double-digit weeks. With two of them being 20 or more points. That's a solid season, isn't it? It's like... I guess so. People are sort of brushing it aside as like, okay, this was a pretty down season. Yet he, he might still break a thousand yards on the ground, like receiving. That's he crazy. needs what? He needs roughly 230 yards across the last three games. It's, it's not a given in this offense, of course. And the one uh, 172 really pushed it quite a bit. Yeah, it feels like maybe a while low. Hmm. Yeah, I think I think that's probably a good take. Hmm. Good to have you report on my good takes. On your good takes. Oh, I think we're good. Ah. Yeah. I think we've gone over three hours now, haven't we? Yeah, probably. Surely, yeah. Because I think we started roughly at seven my time. No, we haven't. We haven't. You, t- you took a little longer. We're two two hours and some. But either way, it's good. Okay. okay. Perfect. Christmas special. Christmas special. Cause, so we can spend time with our families. There will be no episode Thursday, guys. Sorry. Just mix both of them together. This is what you get. Pretty much. Yep. All right. Any closing marks here before I give us the outro? Steelers suck. <laughs> As Angelo usually says, guys, there's a nice little fancy donate button right there that you can click to help us out. If you're listening on the podcast app, if you're listening on Spotify, just give us a five-star review. Turn on the auto-downloads. That helps as well, in case you didn't know. Uh, the five-star review, as I usually say, and I know Angelo was about to catch me on this one, but we only accept five-star reviews. That's it. Nothing else. We are a team of excellence here. This is this is what we strive for. We do not accept less. If you're listening on YouTube, just do all the regular things. You know them. You just give them a like. You just give the like a, a nice little comment to go with it. You subscribe to our channel, turn notifications on, and you just... 
tune us in next week to know what more we talk about. This week was like, how's the living in Crazy. Portugal? Next week, I don't know. Maybe we talk about geopolitics around the world. Who knows? Or maybe it's movies again. Maybe it's movies again. Maybe we just talk about another sport. Maybe we talk about basketball or baseball. I don't know nothing about baseball. Maybe we talk about the UFC. Soccer. Who knows? Prime. <laughs> Prime. Yeah, maybe we talk about Prime and all of the athletes that they've acquired. Because Newsflash, they acquired Patrick Mahomes as a prime athlete. That's a That's wild crazy. story for that company. Like, I grew That's up crazy. watching KSI. I didn't give much of a thought about Logan. Logan, I knew he was from the Vine scene. But I grew up watching KSI. And man, that's that's a glow up. That's a rise. Oh, but yeah, guys. Tune, tune in next week to know what else we talk about. I have a nice Christmas. Uh, hope you have plenty of presents. Hope you have a pleasant time with your family. And all the best to you guys. Cheers. See you guys.